Hello. This is the 54th and last tale in a year and a day of weekly short stories set in the split worlds. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we will begin. This story is called The Ugly Wish. Kathy leaned out of the open window further than she was allowed. She could smell honeysuckle and car fumes. The low rumble of the city's traffic comforted her. She wished she could see it from her bedroom window, but there was nothing except the beautiful garden with its perimeter of dense hedges and tall trees. A vapour trail scratched a white line in the blue above her, and she wanted to be on the plane making it. A knock on the door made her pull back in and sit on the bed, but when she saw it was only her brother, she was back at the window in moments. Nervous? She nodded. Do you miss it, Tom? What? Mundanus. He came to her side, so tall now. His shoulders filled the remaining width of the window. He drew in a deep breath and smiled. Sometimes. It gets easier. There's less pressure on me to stay in the nether, of course. I thought you'd have left for your grand tour by now. I do miss the bird song in the morning. He was holding something back. Don't you want to see the world? I'd do despicable things for the chance to leave Bath. He rested a hand on hers. I wasn't ready to leave yet. With a sharp stab of guilt, Cathy realised why. You don't need to stay for me. He kissed the top of her head. I'd worry too much. I want to see you settled somewhere else. She looked away from the sadness in his eyes and focused on the poppies waving in the breeze below. She shivered. Were you nervous? A little, yes. What's the patroon like? Stern, like father, but much older. The oldest person I've ever seen. He has rather large ears. Don't stare at them like I did. Did he give you what you asked for, then and there? Cat. He prodded her ribs. You know we're not supposed to talk about that. The door opened with no warning knock, and her younger sister, Elizabeth, entered in a bouncy froth of lace and ringlets. It's today! Oh, hello, Thomas. I woke so early. Are you excited, Catherine? No. She didn't want to participate in her dramatics. I suppose it's because you're so ancient. Elizabeth flopped onto the bed. Fancy, eighteen years old. You must be the oldest debutante in the history of Aquaisulis. Elizabeth. Her name emerged as a rumble from Tom's mouth. It's only the truth. Mama says I'm so accomplished I'll debut at sixteen. So you'll be married off a whole two years earlier, lucky you, Cathy replied, but Elizabeth had never grasped sarcasm. I know exactly what I'm going to wish for, do you? You know the rules, Elizabeth, Tom said, and she pouted at him. What are you doing here anyway? You had your coming-of-age ceremony months and months ago. Tom shared a look with Cathy that she'd missed since he left the one expressing disbelief they could be related to such an empty-headed doll of a girl. I came to see if Cathy was... 
Golly, I'll be the only one left in the mundane wing of the house. I hope they find a new governess for me soon. I shall be lonely. Hopefully she'll be better than the last one. Cathy leaned further out of the window, hoping the breeze would cool the urge to punch Elizabeth into next week. She doesn't understand, Tom whispered to her. She never will, the spiteful little bit. Time to get dressed, Catherine. Her mother's announcement from the doorway made her bang her head on the window frame. Tom embraced her and led Elizabeth out of the room as she chatted about the gown she wanted to wear for her ceremony. Cathy followed her mother into the main part of the house, disliking the feeling of crossing the threshold into the nether. It was like walking through spider webs, and the air seemed stale on the other side. It was really happening. Would she be able to do as she planned? Could she see this through? As tradition dictated, she was dressed by her mother instead of the maid, and it was deeply unpleasant. Her mother's critical eye scanned her appearance at every stage, from chemise, then corset, to ivory gown. Poppies were embroidered around the top of the bodice and the edge of the train. It was the grandest dress she'd ever worn, and she felt just as fake as the stitched flowers. Have you decided what to wish for? Her mother asked. I think so. It's a difficult choice, she said, but having reflected upon it, I think you should ask the patroon for beauty. You're so plain it's a necessity. Whilst I feared you'd be unable to survive without wishing for grace, I think that could be overlooked if your face was more pleasing to the eye, and grace charms are less expensive and easier to maintain. Cathy looked down at the rug. At that moment, she would have wished for another mother. Once the maid had arranged her hair, and her mother had disapproved of how it refused to curl and stay pinned where it should, Cathy was led to the drawing room where her father was waiting. It was hard to control her shivering. Then the urge to giggle began to build, so she bit her tongue in the hope the pain would quell it. "'Have you made your decision, Catherine?' he asked. "'She's going to ask for beauty,' her mother replied. Cathy just kept looking down. If she looked at him, if she opened her mouth, she feared what she would give away. Remember what we've taught you, he said. This is the only time in your life that you'll be given such a powerful wish. I'm glad you've made a sensible choice. She clenched her fists as he kissed her forehead, bristling at the contact, but it was over soon enough. He went to the cheval mirror, pressed the signet ring bearing the family emblem against the glass, and whispered a charm. Don't forget to curtsy her mother whispered, as the glass began to ripple like the surface of a pond. And for all our sakes, be respectful. He is the head of the family, and this is... I know, she cut her off, unable to bear the reminders a moment longer. Cathy could see a different room in the mirror now, one larger than that she stood in, with elaborately carved wooden panels covering the walls. The patroon was behind a desk, and she couldn't help but stare at his ears. Her father extended a hand to her, and when she took it, he led her through the way opened in the mirror. The patroon's study smelt of old wood and cigar smoke. "'May I present my daughter, Catherine Roeus Papaver?' her father said, and she curtsied on cue. The patroon barely glanced at her. 
I recognise you as the daughter of Charles and Isabella Roeus Papaver of Aquaisulis. Thank you, Sir Papaver, she said, as rehearsed. Leave us, he said to her father, and he obeyed. The patroon seemed bored. Cathy noticed a fountain pen still in his hand. They'd all made out that this was something so special and serious. She smiled at the reality of it. This was just one tiny entry in his diary. Now you have come of age, Miss Papaver, it is the tradition in this family to offer you a wish. As a young lady, you'll want to choose something that will benefit you in your first season, which, as we all know, is the most important time of your life. You'll want your family to be proud of you, and able to make an excellent match for the good of us all. Therefore, think carefully now. What will you wish for? Beauty? Grace? A superlative singing voice? Whatever is in my power to give will be yours. Cathy wondered how many times he'd given that speech over the last few hundred years. He hadn't even pretended to be interested in her as an individual. She was nothing but a commodity to him. That's all she had ever been to her parents. And that was why, faced with such an opportunity, she knew what she had to wish for. I have made my decision, Sir Papaver, she said, the nerves making her voice croak a little. I suspect it's something you've never had to grant before. He frowned. That wasn't in the script. Is it in my power to grant? Yes, Sir Papaver. In fact, she took a step forwards, feeling bolder. You're the only man in the nether who could grant this wish. Speak it, then. I wish, she hesitated. Her father would be furious. Her mother, too. What would Tom say? Could she really ask for something so scandalous? Then she thought of that blue sky, the vapour trail. She couldn't just let them drag her into the nether without a fight. Sir Papaver, I wish to go to university. That's the end of a year and a day of weekly short stories set in the split worlds. If you've missed any, you can sign up to get one delivered to your inbox every week, or see an index of links to all of them at www.splitworlds.com forward slash stories. The first novel of the Split World series, Between Two Thorns, is on sale now in lovely places that sell books. Thanks for listening. Phew, I think I'll have a nice cup of tea now.